0: I'm Cindy Boxer, and you are listening to the Fiber Artist Podcast, where we chat with artists, makers, and creatives who work with fiber, get to know their stories, how they came upon their fiber practice, and more about the person behind the work. Hi there, my fiber friends. Um, My gosh, what is happening in the world right now? We are in the middle of this COVID-19 craziness, and I think a lot of you are at home, Maybe homeschooling your kids or self isolating. Um, you know, I'm just hoping that this passes sooner than later. And um, I'm wishing you all lots of love and health um, as we sit inside and kind of go, go a little nuts. But, you know, we're in this together. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, feel free. You can always DM me um, on my Instagram as Naroma Studio. Or feel free to shoot me an email at thefiberartistpodcast.gmail.com. At um, just thank you for continuing to listen. I really love this episode. I got a chance to talk to one of my favorite people that um, I've been, whose who's art I've been admiring for a really long time. I've con- commissioned my own piece from her, Lauren Mooney from the Eddie Line Co. And we recorded this a couple weeks ago before it got as nuts as, as it is right now. But um, we had a really nice conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it uh, real quick. Cool. Quick. Um, I have a discount code that's going on right now in celebration of Fiber Share. I don't know if you guys do it, but whether or not you're participating in the global Fiber Share program, uh, you can still use the code SHAREYARN2020 to get 20% off your order. Um, I think it's, it's up for the next two days. It's through March 21st, so feel free to go ahead and use that. And if you're listening to this um, after that expires, you can also use the code podcast for 15% off. This is at Naromastudio.com n-i-r-o-m-a studio.com if you are new to the podcast anyway um yeah i hope you guys are well and feel free to reach out with any questions concerns comments anything because i think we're all kind of just hanging out all right i hope you enjoy this episode stay well guys there you are. This is my first time.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: It's nerve-wracking at first, isn't it?
1: It's like, turn on your video.
0: <laughs> oh, is this is your first time Skyping, like ever?
1: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, may- maybe like back in the day when Skype was like it.
0: Right, 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 right. When they first came out with it and we were like, yeah. what is this crazy thing? I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh! How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I uh, I like had such a hard time sleeping last night because of this freaking coronavirus thing, and I had been really. Calm about it up until now, and but my because my husband is a warrior, and so he's been like kind of freaking out about it, like quietly, but still, you know, he keeps texting me links to Twitter, which I'm I'm not on Twitter because I just think it's too much of a dumpster fire, you know, and um plus like how can I how can I manage Twitter and Instagram? I mean, give me a break. Anyway, I it was so hard to sleep, so because I woke up in the middle of the night and like an idiot, I looked at my phone, and he had sent me a link. (laughs) And then I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, oh Is it bad up there? No, not particularly. And like I live in the country now. So I'm like an hour from the city and, um, you know, we don't have any cases here or anything like that. It's more like people's panic, which has kind of infiltrated the community in a way like you know like costco is crazy and busy and empty and whatnot so i don't know how are you feeling about it (laughs) well i hate that you're losing
1: sleep about it i'm not well this was last night was
0: the first night that i didn't that i like couldn't fall back asleep and i was like oh damn him for sending this
1: (laughs) well and like we're out in the middle of nowhere too yeah so i don't know i would i guess i feel like you having kids like sending kids to school right and stuff that I mean even without coronavirus like kids are I feel like bring everything totally they're home. little
0: germ monsters anyway that it's like yeah I know it's true I feel like if any if anyone's gonna bring it home it's them because I'm mostly just sitting at home and yep. you know packing orders and kind of sticking to myself but um yeah. Anyway, I'm really glad I'm getting a chance to talk to you finally in person. I'm We've excited. been Instagram friends for some time now. I don't. I want to say like I was trying to think back. Like I want to say it was like 2016. I think when I, I discovered you, and I remember. Here's the funny thing. I've always wanted to tell you this. We just like never had a chance, but I remember the exact moment that I saw your work on Instagram. Like I remember it like it was yesterday because, um, and I'll tell you, um, Casey Kirsten from Hook and Weave had, she and I had sort of like become friendly because we're both from Michigan. And so when I discovered her, um, we would like chat occasionally just because like she grew up in a town right next to mine. So I thought that was super cool that there was like another Weaver who was from Michigan. And, um, you know, by the time she had already moved to near you, I think, um, but she reposted your work and like I saw it and my jaw dropped and I was like, oh, "I'm," and it was like I think it was one of the big headboard pieces that had like the undulating bottom part. Yeah, and um uh, I, yeah, I remember just being like, "I'm gonna own
2: one of those one day." <laughs> I was super it, excited was to find you.
1: It's funny too because I think we say that that one was so big; it was probably two feet really yeah I mean it was big at the time right (laughs) but like compared to some stuff I've made now but I know exactly It was like it was kind of green and like teal and
0: gray yes two stools yes my wall yeah I know exactly what you're talking about I totally thought that was like a five-foot piece (laughs) I guess I just (laughs) never looked at this the the specs but um I know when I made it
1: I was this is huge. <laughs> yeah,
0: super impactful. Um, well, I wanna, I wanna get to get like here. I wanna hear your whole story up to the point where you sort of discovered your, um, like, your aesthetic with weaving because it is very recognizable. I feel like and very unique to you. Um, so tell me, where are you from, and what were you like as a kid, and how did you come to find fiber art?
1: Um. It's been a very roundabout journey. <laughs> so I I was an Army kid growing up. So I was actually born in Washington State.
2: Okay. But,
1: but I lived in Georgia from middle school through college. And now I live in um, near Asheville, North Carolina.
0: Okay. And did you do a lot of moving around like as a kid though during that time? You
1: know, I mean, my dad was in the Army until middle school. So okay. it wasn't crazy. But like I lived in Washington – and Alaska for a little bit. I was really young. And back to Washington and Kentucky and then Georgia. Okay. So,
0: yeah, that's that's so, quite a bit of moving. And on. I,
1: like, middle school, high school, Georgia. Went to college in Georgia. Um, went to college again in Georgia. <laughs> and then I moved to Asheville five years ago. Five years ago.
0: Okay. And but, what were you, like, as a kid? Like, were you super active, super crafty, all of the above, none of the above? So we were
1: I have two brothers and I'm the middle. Okay. And we were all swimmers our whole life. So like first grade till we graduated high school, we swam year round. Competitively?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh nice.
1: Yep. So that was what I always talk about, like like Johnny or friends of mine now that got in trouble in school. I'm like, when did you have time to do it? like all we did was go to school and swim? Wow. <laughs> so you it was
0: like serious.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. So I was always swimming. I I was always artsy, craftsy, like, made everything with paper, made those little, like, you know those little plastic things that have, like, teeth, and you stick the beads on them, and then you would iron it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they the all ironing. stick yeah, together, yeah. like, that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, God, I remember that, yeah. But I never, like, every, all the school, like, middle school and high school, there was, like, an art class that was, it wasn't, like... Specific, you didn't take like a painting class. It was like art class. You did everything there was to do for like a day, and because even like later, I ended up going to art school and for photography, and there were kids there, and they went, they studied photography in high school, and like that was not a thing. We just had basic art, and like I took an art class, but it was never, it was never like a thing that people. I didn't think people would become an artist. It was just like that was just a fun thing to do. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, how did
0: you? Since um, your art program in high school wasn't that specified, how did you decide to go to art? Like, decide that you wanted to go to art school?
1: So, straight out of high school, I went to college. Um, I was kind of at that time where everyone just said you just need a college degree and you'll be fine. Like, it wasn't even specific you know, and I didn't want to go to college, but I was doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. So I actually, I went to university of Georgia and I got my degree in sociology, which I was like, I liked sociology in high school. I was like, I just need a degree. Got my degree in sociology, graduated, moved home and got a job coaching swimming with the team that I swam like with growing up. Oh, cool! So I was coaching swimming for like three years. I bought a house. I was like, I guess this is the, you the bought reason. a house right so, out of college I was twenty two I mean, this was North
0: Georgia. It wasn't like right, but still, I feel like that's that's like a really adult ambitious move,
1: yeah, I mean um, lots of support from my parents,
0: but was like- this because was it your idea like you is it because you knew that it would be really important to have real estate later, or you just had a dream of owning a house, or what?
1: I think I just thought that was the next thing.
0: Yeah. Are I, you a rule follower or a she, rule breaker?
1: <laughs> I'm a good girl,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Okay. So I think probably it was just like, I didn't, I was just very, I had no idea what I was doing. And it was just like, Okay, I'll buy a house. I mean, oh. it was basically like the mortgage was like paying a rent. I had a roommate that helped pay. Like, okay. it just made sense. But I did that for three years, and I was not happy. Hmm. And um, actually, my dad sat me down, and he was told me that I was allowed to change my mind.
0: And a- about the house, or like just about
1: any, like whatever I wanted to do. Okay. He's like, you don't have to stay here. You yeah. don't have to be a coach, you don't have to have this house and and so I decided to sell my house. I applied to go to art school um and so i I ended up going to art school at u g a which is where I had done my first bachelor's in sociology okay, so I applied and um I wanted to do photography so where did I that went-
0: where did that come from like was this, had you been sort of practicing it on your own or yeah. um-
1: Yeah. I loved doing it on my own. I loved traveling and shooting. And it seemed like a very, like I could go to art school and I could see a possibility of using it Mm -hmm. after. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, and I love photography. Like I still do. Yeah. But so I went to school, like I sold my house. I moved back to Athens Mm -hmm. and went to art school and studied photography. And um, I was super darkroom focused. So all my photography or my favorite thing was pinhole photography, which is like basically just a box and a tiny, tiny hole on one side and a paper negative. And then you like expose the paper for however amount of time right. develop it in the dark room. And I did, um, I did portraits. So I had people that had to sit for wow. like five minutes. Yeah. The- like old school. Super- yeah. Yeah. But when I was getting close to done, I knew I wasn't going to have access to a dark room. Mm-hmm. And I told – I was watching all these kids get out of art school and then never do anything, never do any art thing. They mm-hmm. would just go on to, you know, whatever, a real a real job. Right,
0: right. Well, and I wonder and, even now with like a dark room focused practice, but like does that even exist anymore? You know, like I, I took photography for a summer when I was in – like the summer before my senior year. And we learned like the dark room and, you know, and developing your negatives and like doing all the washes and all that stuff, which was um, it was so much fun. It was like such a great experience. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, overlapping your exposures and all this stuff, which was so cool. But I literally don't know anyone who still does that kind of work. Some people, it's kind of like people
1: that are still into vinyl or even that like cassette tapes are coming back. Like there are some people that are super into it. It's not time like like if you're shooting weddings there are people that shoot weddings even with film but right not, not, not a whole lot <laughs> yeah it's not really you'd have to be like super artsy and into it to really want it yeah and mm-hmm. then there's people that shoot like there's artists that do tin type portraits and stuff right. which would be more like the pinhole you know it's very specific but it would it's not going to be like your big money maker
0: right right, right. <laughs> you can't really scale that kind of work as well as you can digital now
1: yeah I think it would be more like you'd be going to kind of like art shows and festivals or things and like shooting stuff like that but I still loved it
2: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but when I was getting close to done I told Johnny I was like I I really want you to make sure that I still keep making when I get out of school and I don't really care what it is but I want to still be doing something
0: yeah that's like art and that's so good uh, of you to like recognize even that early on you know where when things are just really confusing and kind of up in the air that you knew for sure that was like something you just weren't going to sacrifice and yeah. i yeah. think
1: part like you know when i went to, i was 25 when i went back to art school or 24 mm-hmm. and so i was i was there with all these kids that were 18 that had just like they had right. just gotten out of home and just gotten out of high school, and I honestly don't think I could have gone to art school when I was eighteen. I think,
0: yeah,
2: I
1: think I'd be too much of whatever the teacher wants. I'm gonna do like just yeah. tell me what I need to do to get an A. And right, because how do
0: you even have a point of view at that age? You know right, what I mean? Like right. it's so young.
1: And they, they were like, you could tell like there were some that were amazing, and like yeah. you, you just know they're artists. But others, they're just like, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Right. Like, or they didn't even care at all. Yeah. But I think going back when I did, not that it was that much later, but I was there cuz I wanted to be there and cuz that's what I wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, it was I don't know. I loved it. But
0: So did you go back for four, for 4 years?
1: So it took me 3. Okay. Because because I had already gone to school there, I didn't have to retake all the like core stuff, all the math right. and you know, English kind of stuff, but it's still like it's a ton of studio classes. I mean, it's not only photography. Like you had to take a year's worth of programs just to even apply to get into the photography program. So I took drawing and sculpture and all that kind of stuff. And I actually took one textile class. Oh yeah. There was only one textile class you were allowed to take without being a textile major, and it was okay. Intro to Textiles, and so it was like a week of knitting, a week of crochet, a week of embroidery, dyeing, shibori. Oh, that sounds you know, so, felt so felt fun. Deep. That's so Yeah, awesome. it was so fun. And it's like, and then you look across the hall and it's the, the room it has all the looms and everything, yes. which I never got to touch because oh. I'm a textile major. But I, we were always like, that looks so cool. But I never did it.
0: <laughs> did you, when you were experimenting with like knitting and crocheting and all that stuff, did it spark anything in you or was it? And had you, had you like as a kid knitted or anything like that? No. Okay.
1: And I still like, I can knit a a straight something. Like a scarf.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, about the level I'm at.
1: I'm not even sure I can end it. I just can like <laughs> keep going. And then crochet. I couldn't crochet at all. It's like something about, I mean, knitting, I could just sit there and never even look. Crochet, I felt like you had to count everything. Oh, wow. It'd really pay attention. And it. I just was like dropping stitches. And- right,
0: right. I feel that that's how I feel about knitting. I find crochet yeah. way easier. It but- seems
1: like it's either one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the first that you do or
0: something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Did you learn to crochet before you learned to knit?
0: I did only a couple of, like months before I learned how to knit, though. Because um, maybe
1: it's like you just get that in your head, and then you don't yeah. want to do the other.
0: Yeah, like the mo- once you get the motion of like, doing I'm still amazed the people can
1: make. Sweaters and
0: things. Oh, me too. I know. I, <laughs> I, ju- I bought a sweater kit um from We Are Knitters over uh like I think I bought it in November and I had all these. I was like so excited. I was gonna knit my first sweater this year. I have not even opened the box. It's like it's so <laughs> sad. It I can see it right now. <laughs> it's in the corner of my well, studio. Just. I don't, how do they even give you instructions? I have no idea. I that's what, <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. It's I'm so intimidated. I can't even open the box to look at the instructions. Like open I, the box. I know. I know. Like it's a mustard sweater. i it's I don't know. I, you know, you we we're our own worst enemies when it comes to these things, but that's yes. how bad it is. That's like I know I can do it because it's a basic pattern. Like they said it's yeah. like for beginners. Um, and I can even do it like a cable. like I know how to do cables, but for some reason, I just can't bring myself to
1: stop, well, I always hear you telling people, you know, like make the website, go to the shop, have a work, like open the directions. Know, you can do it. I know.
0: I'll get there. I'll get there before twenty twenty, the winter of twenty twenty, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's like too late now. You gotta
0: yeah. wait till the fall. Exactly. I need some <laughs> uh, fashion motivation or whatever. Like, uh,
1: I don't even think I could do like a hat. I just, but I also don't even want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to like have
0: instructions. Right. No, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't love the whole idea of having to do that. It's just the pref- the preference to of uh knitting or crocheting over macrame for me is just that um i can do it sitting and watching tv which i just can't with like you know i primarily if i'm doing macrame i just do wall hangings so it's not like yeah. you know i'm not trying to make a bunch of keychains or anything it's just like if anything i'm gonna do wall hangings and that's going to require stand up strength so oh, you physical. know <laughs> yeah exactly do you
1: not do you not watch a show or anything while you do macrame oh i do i do oh, okay.
0: or i usually like ugh, lots of coffee and loud music Okay. Because I try to power through. I try to do like tw- twelve hour in a row things if I if possible. So it would be like when my in laws would take the kids for the weekend, I would do like like eight hour days or whatever, yeah. um, just to like I don't know. I like going well, through and like
1: when you get in it, yeah, it's like just make it happen. Yeah.
0: And then like my husband would be like, "Uh,
1: are you hungry?
0: Can we go (laughs) eat? Are you going to make some dinner? I'm like, leave me alone. (laughs) I I know. Sometimes
1: Johnny will get home and I'm like, I haven't eaten anything today. Just so you know now. Don't even ask. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I'm like, I know it's not okay, (laughs) but this is how it is. (laughs) Totally.
2: Totally. Yeah.
0: No, that's the thing is that it's like once you're in that flow state, because it doesn't come all the time. So you're just Mm -mm. like, I need it like all the stars are aligning where I have this block of time where I can do it and I feel motivated and I can see it all in front of me so leave me alone (laughs) you know
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah okay so let's go back let's go back so you're doing photography
1: yep and I was about so I was about to be done and once once I finished school then I moved to Asheville so like Johnny was up here doing river he worked on the river he was doing river stuff and I was like four hours away in school. And so as soon as I finished school, I was going to move up here. And so I was working, um, part time as an editor for a wedding photographer. And so it was like perfect job. Like I didn't need to be there for it. It was Mm -hmm. perfect that I could take it wherever I went. And so when I moved up here, I was kind of doing that. And, but it was very lonely. (laughs) Like we live super out the middle of nowhere. I didn't know anyone here. (laughs) Um, and I actually got had a summer that was just I was really low, and I was having panic attacks, oh, and couldn't leave my house. Have you had you had that experience before? Like I you... definitely knew that I had anxiety, which I didn't even learn until my twenties.
0: Yeah, like, I feel soon like most I learned, of us don't. We don't realize yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Well, and as soon as I learned, like, oh, this is anxiety. Was, like, so many. Things made sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even my mom, like my mom felt horrible that she didn't know as a kid because just like it was just making sense about things like going to school. Right. And Or like I was a competitive swimmer and like I was really – I'm really great at training. I was really horrible in competition.
0: Oh, really? Because you'd psych yourself out?
1: Yeah. I think it was just all mental. I was actually
0: thinking that like I wonder if all of the swimming actually – in some ways helped with the anxiety because you're working out all the time you know you forget to do that as adults unless you're really unless you're like consciously focusing on it
1: oh yeah i miss it i'm sure it like insulated me yeah a little
0: bit or maybe if you weren't competing you were just practicing that much like that would have been like the perfect
1: just wearing my body out enough that it can't even like get to that heightened point exactly yeah and it's like once i was here and started having that like I had—I don't think I'd ever had panic attacks before, because okay. um, it was like I like you know, acute, just, yeah, yeah. Just like it always feels like you can't, you know, like can't breathe. Really, it feels like for me, it feels like I'm going to pass out. Mm-hmm. And I've passed out before in my life, so I know like that it could happen. Because right. sometimes you'll read stuff, and it's like you know you're not going to
0: pass out, so don't you know you don't even have to worry about that. And yeah. it's like. But would
1: you just, know it, may, it kept me from going out?
0: Right, right. Would they just come on like at random times where you weren't
1: really? It was definitely it? stress. There was like family stress. I think me moving here and being super isolated and and also being in that transition, like I just got out of school. Yeah. What am I doing? Like just I think just nowhere to put it. Nowhere yep. to put that energy. And like right. you said, like I think swimming growing up probably did you know, it keep it, it from yeah. getting that far. Right. But I started – I was like – I felt so much like I wasn't doing anything and I needed to do something. So I just started embroidering stuff. <laughs> like mostly gifts for people, but just keeping my hands busy and even keeping my mind a little bit busy and felt like I was being productive. Right. And so I started – embroidering first before any weaving
0: okay and how did the idea like do you remember a moment where you were like embroidery i'm gonna do that
1: i think i had some stuff left from school because embroidery i mean embroidery stuff is so small Mm -hmm. so cheap you know just easy access and it's like i already had it i had a friend that was getting married it was like i needed to give her a gift so Mm. i just like I just had it here, nice yeah it's accessible and so I embroidered her some stuff and then I I think I made a few pieces and um and probably on Pinterest I saw a weaving first. I don't okay. even think I saw it on Instagram saw a weaving, and I was like, oh, I should order a loom, ordered a loom off of Etsy, just like a twelve inch loom, which yeah. I still use, but I think I made like my one little three inch weaving because it came like warped already with like oh, nice. a really?
0: warp. Well, that's nice.
2: I yeah. Wish they all came warped.
1: I know. It's like, oh, okay. And so I made like my little three inch weaving and I was like, I need to make some, a giant one. And so we made like a five foot loom. I mean, just out of two by fours and nails. Nice. And I made like a five foot piece for my mom and dad.
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome so, so you they, went like right into it like that was yeah. your first the first yep. big one
1: so the loom came with um it's from funium studio
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i love like i still use that loom yeah, it's the really nice ones. loom i have everything else i've just made <clears throat> but it came with like a little booklet and it's like this is how you warp the loom this is how you do your little stitch at the bottom this is it showed how to do like a tassel and maybe like three or four stitches and then how to finish it off and how to tie it onto a stick right and so that's the only things I've ever read about weaving (laughs) and it was like so then I built a big loom ordered a bunch of fiber and I made I made this five foot weaving for my parents with probably $200 worth of fiber which I could never do now because I've I've just gotten like Fuller and fuller and fuller as I've gone.
2: Right. Like it right, was right, right. so
1: sparse because I was I just had to make it stretch. But they love it. <laughs> of course, if I look at it now, I'm like,
0: Ugh. <laughs> you know, like, do you have a do you have any pictures of it? Have you ever posted it?
1: Well, I I think I posted it a long time ago. Yeah. I'll have to look. I'll send you a picture. Yeah.
0: I'm so curious. Or I'll just do some stalking yeah. <laughs> on your Instagram. I'm there. <laughs> Wait. So okay. So what year is this? So we can kind of place it so in context. So probably
1: five. Five years ago? Four okay. or five years ago. I'd say four years ago I started weaving.
0: Okay. Oh, so I discovered you probably right after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was that long before I made that the one that you saw.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's right. And you were doing the little embroidery um like pendants? Or mentioning so, that?
1: I they were just hoops. I mean And I still have, like, there's still hoops that are from when I first, I had been making these embroideries and I was like, I'm just going to put, I need to open a shop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I had started, like, doing some little weavings. And so, like, when I first opened my Etsy shop, it had weavings and embroideries. And I think it might have had some hand-dyed stuff, like dish towels or, and I still do. Like, I still have embroideries in my shop and in my the local shop that my stuff is in. I have some hand-dyed scarves and things. Mm-hmm. But um
0: at um Atomic yeah. Furnishing, Furnishing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We have to talk about that too. I yeah. mean, what a gig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so a ta- so 2 years ago, I've been there I've been there about 2 years. Like a little bit before 2 years ago, I was on Instagram And somebody I followed posted this beautiful mid-century house. And I just, I mean, it was just stunning. I just liked it because it was stunning and like commented because it was stunning. And then she, Megan must have seen my comment and responded to it. And she was like, oh, you're a local, you're local to Asheville. That's so cool. And I was like, oh, you're local to Asheville. And she's like, we're doing a photo shoot at our house and I'm looking for a piece of art and I would love it to be local. And she ended up buying like a a small roundie, kind of like the first roundie you got, like that okay. size. Yeah, yeah. But it was like super funky, like lime green and teal.
0: I remember that um, one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: she bought that for her office. And because she was local, like we went and delivered it to their workshop. She wasn't there. It was only Todd. It's Megan and Todd that own Atomic. Mm-hmm. And so we just like dropped it off and we're like, okay, cool. And like went home and I'm just like, Oh, this, you know, people on Instagram, they bought this piece from me and they're going to have a photo shoot at their house. And uh, then probably maybe a month or two later, we have a mutual friend that lives kind of local and they reposted a post. This is all like Instagram magic.
2: Yeah, <laughs> They yeah.
1: They reposted a post that Megan had made that she was looking for help. And she was like three months out from having her son mm-hmm. and Todd was kind of pushing her to get some help. Cause she's a do everything herself, like very <laughs> capable, yep. strong woman. And she was looking for help and she, and they were like looking for someone to have photography experience, editing experience, maybe like basic sewing and just wanted part time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm like this is like hey for me because <laughs> I was starting to do my thing but it wasn't any like you know it wasn't anything big but I didn't want to give up my stuff right right I also needed to get out and be with other people yeah and I have photography experience and editing experience and I like know how to use a basic do basic sewing stuff and so I responded to her ad and sent my resume and stuff and I think that week I went and interviewed with them and somehow I was I was just like super honest in the interview. Like, if you don't think I'm right for this, don't you don't need to give me this job. Like I was so I didn't need any extra stress. Right, right. (laughs) I think I was just so clear, like, if you think I'm good for this, I would love to do it. If you don't, like they always talk about how kind of bold I was in there and I'm like, I I think I just couldn't handle anything if it wasn't right right
0: and just and also just like no bullshit kind of just like listen
1: (laughs) like I've I've had jobs that were just horrible and the people were treated me horribly and Mm I and that was another thing where I got to the point where I was like I just want to work for myself I don't trust anyone to take care of me and but I just loved them from the beginning and I started working with them and it was just like two days a week
0: and I assume they remembered who you were that they had a piece of yours and all that stuff right yes okay yeah
1: so, but it was just weird because it's like, we always joke about how sh- they bought a piece from me before we ever even knew each other. Yeah, yeah. I ever worked for them and um, I started working for them and in their workshop. And so we, they had like a tiny workshop and store in this like kind of industrial park. Like you would have to know it was there to ever find it. You would never be walking around shopping, finding it.
2: Right.
1: And like one day a week I would help take apart dining chairs or upholster dining chairs or just clean or whatever and then the next day we would style all the pieces and shoot them they do Mm mid-century furniture and we would style them and shoot them and edit them and that was it and I just did that two days a week and oh and they're like oh and you can bring all your weavings and hang them on the wall and like they could be for sale but I'm just like you're like, wait, okay. this is
0: like a gallery space now.
1: <laughs> I know. They're just, I'm like, they're like, we just love your stuff. It was, it's too good to be true, and like, I'm still there, and it's still.
0: Yeah, and I imagine it's like their family now because you've been oh, there a couple totally,
1: years. They're totally my family, yeah. and
0: maybe six months
1: into being there, they found this space in Asheville because we were kind of outside of Asheville. This space, like in Asheville, in the like antique
0: district. Oh, nice! That's perfect. Um,
1: yeah, became available and like they took. They're like, you want to come look at it? And they took me with them one day, and we go and it's this twelve thousand square foot like warehouse. It used to, be, it was like a vintage shop, but very like rustic. You know, super cool, but like industrial, right? Like, like, like wood, unfinished, yeah. stuff, and it was dark and dingy, and they're like, they're like, we could do. Th- they're they're big dreamers, mm-hmm. and they're like. Do this, and we can have vendors, and we, you know, and we're going to transform this space. And so the two of them and me and their, at the time four month old child, right. <laughs> we uh spent a month transforming that twelve thousand square feet. I think we painted for like thirty days straight. God, I'm
0: sure we that's like so much through, space.
1: So half of the space is all atomic which is all mid-century, like, restored furniture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the other half, we built all these booths for vendors. So we have vendors that are vintage. We have vendors that are artists. Like, there's there's other fiber artists. I've never met another weaver in my life. And there's, like, three weavers in there. We're all from Asheville. There's pottery so people. Awesome. And
0: yeah, Ju- Judith, Judith is in there, too, now, right? Well, oh, she was? Yeah, she was. She, okay.
1: She was in the beginning, and then I think she just – amazing and doesn't even need extra. <laughs> she, she's so she's busy, so busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but there's neil um i don't know if you know neil goss that he does oh yeah 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 so he does like those big wall installation weavings right. and um ashton's in there now oh
2: good i don't think yeah. I knew she was in there oh, okay
1: that's yeah. awesome he's been there for maybe six months or okay. so nice and Taryn, yeah.
0: Taryn is in there, Taryn's
1: in there. She's yeah. doing amazing. Yeah. It's just – and it's such a – it's, like, everything you could want.
2: Yeah. As,
1: it's just other people like you.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I don't think
1: I ever had other people. Like, I had friends in middle school and high school and stuff, but it was – never there was never somebody that, like, was mm. into stuff that I was into.
0: Right. Where they really <laughs> understand.
1: so Like, I've always been a little bit on the outside. And it's like, oh, these people are like me. And not only, like, do they make art and stuff, but they're trying to... Like, everyone we bring in there, we want them to have their own business. Right. Or, like, so it's all... It's seeing people that are learning how to market themselves or, like, go to shows or learning Instagram
0: or... Yeah, yeah. It's like like you guys have... It's almost... I mean, I know you guys are probably not making everything while you're there, like you bring it in to just hang it or whatever, but that in a way it's this collective, it's in a way an artist collective where you can just like bounce things off each other when you see each other. And do you guys hang out like outside of, um, you know, outside of the shop?
1: Some of us definitely do. I think everyone's so busy. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) We're
1: all like just, it's kind of like you and like our little fiber group that we had on Instagram and stuff just like having someone that's cheering for you or has a suggestion or like Taryn just started like talking about making a collection Mm -hmm. and so it's just like and I and I've just started trying to make collections so it's like I can talk to her about what has worked or hasn't worked or like like Megan and Todd told her she should try making some big pieces because people come to Atomic to like furnish their home and so she started making big pieces, and they're selling there because yeah. that's what people need. And so it's just having someone else on the outside that like knows something that you don't know, right? Right. And they want to share it, so it's not. It's not. It doesn't feel competitive. It just feels like we're right. all there. I mean, because so. also
0: it's all it's so different. Like uh, what what Taryn's making and what Ashen's making and what you're making. They're all very different. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I can see how it would just be an awesome little family it's so
1: fortunate like someone's gonna come in that's just there to buy furniture from atomic and then they're gonna see my stuff yeah or like someone's gonna come to buy ashton's stuff and see taryn's stuff and like we're all just helping each other and it's awesome we all exist anyways like me and taryn and ashton atomic and you like we all already exist why not also have this opportunity to yeah
2: i think i mean i think
0: it's amazing like what what um you know megan and todd and what you built with them and everything it's 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 like a little utopia
1: (laughs) i I was proud to like get to be in there like it, it it is a dream like and i always am telling megan and todd because they're giving us all that chance i mean none of us at least me like the size business that i have i could never be in asheville and have my stuff like hanging in Asheville and own a space there.
0: Right.
1: But because they took that risk, like all of us get to try it. Yeah.
0: I don't believe that by the way. I don't but, believe that you could have never had your work up. Like I, I think it's only not a matter.
1: The same. It's it's totally different. Like I've been, I've had a couple people ask to have stuff in shops, but then but then they're responsible for it, yeah. And they also take a really big cut. Mm-hmm. And Atomic, it's like you're responsible for your little shop, like that's how we try to treat it. Like that's my little store space,
2: ah, and see. they take
1: a cut, it but it's super small. Like it's not, it's not half.
0: Right, right. Like I used, to, my yeah. Parents a lot of consignment in, is like sixty yeah. forty, and like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like hard. my
1: parents live in Portland, and I used to walk around with them to all these cool shops and. It's like, why is this stuff cost so much? Yeah. And as I've gotten into the business, I'm like, it's because they're doubling their price so that they can
0: actually get paid. I know it's crazy when you think about doing. it now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, let's go back to your weaving because I'm curious. <laughs> I'm talking so, too much.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: no, no. I love it, and I think everybody kind of it's it's an interesting story, and also a really cool um sort of like experiment in business and building like a brick and mortar in a way that supports your community and supports the kind of art that you love I mean I think it's it's I mean I wish I was them (laughs) you know like
1: well and I think it's it's really cool it's even a testament just to Instagram yeah like and I know there's lots of crap about Instagram and there can be negative sides but it's like I just decided to leave a comment because I really liked a space that someone pictured on there and that made Megan like reach out to me that helped me get a sale. Then right. I was connected, so I saw that there was a job opening. Like, it's just, I feel like if you think something, you got to just say it, mm-hmm. like, put it out there. For sure. So, and not everything's going to come into some big thing, but, no, but you have very, to put not it out there. For you to reach out. Yep.
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, And just another thing about, you know, how great Instagram is even amongst all the bad stuff is that like we can have this conversation and I look – I know everybody that you're talking about already and I'm over here. You guys are over there. Like you're all in Asheville and I'm over here in New Jersey and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that person, yeah, that person. Yeah. And like, you know, it's cool. It's very cool.
1: Because that – like you get to be part of that family too. Even if you aren't in Asheville, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like I feel like point. I know all of you, and it's like, like I've known
1: you for four years, and I, I... <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen talking to you like to your face.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's the coolest thing. Um, all right, so so back to the weaving. So you make this yep. big piece for your parents. Yes. Um, at that at this point, did you still like? Were you how were you feeling emotionally at the time? Are you still like kind of going through this um, high anxiety period and just? yeah I guess tell me what happens from there, and then how you then um start developing your style,
1: yeah, so I think that a really bad time was probably like a full summer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I was a year out from that when I got my atomic job, okay so i had so I probably had a year of just trying to do my own thing, like stalking my Etsy shop and trying to sell pieces in there um and I still I did the editing for just a little bit and then that dropped off so I was just doing my own thing um did you like
0: did you consciously were you like I don't want to do the editing anymore like it's taking too much time it was
1: just I just didn't love it yeah it's like it's a very long like staring at the computer Mm -hmm. it was always something like it was good money and it was Something I could do wherever I was, which was perfect. It's never something I could do full time. Right. I just can't even look at a computer. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And it's a like lot my, of just sitting my there. My brother
1: is a coder, and so he's looking at the. I don't know how.
0: Like, but, yeah, that's my my husband is a programmer, and he just, but he like prefers he prefers it. I'm like, can you go? Let's exercise, you know? Yeah. And he's like, nope. Like his safe spot or whatever is just like with the computer always.
1: Yeah. Oh well that's because my brother is a coder but he's also a raft guide. So I think he, oh, he gets both like, he gets the balance.
0: <laughs> that's great. See, I yeah. fully support that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't I could never do the one. Yeah. But I think that's why editing it was just like, eh, it's not I was just over it and I was just doing my own thing and I think I think we were in this house then. Um which was like a big dump. <laughs> So we got we moved into this house that the the company that Johnny worked for owned this house and we bought it from them, but it was literally filled with trash.
0: Right, (laughs) I know you've been like in constant rental mode.
1: Yeah, but so I just had I had the luxury to be able to just try it, just try doing the Etsy shop because I didn't have like a lot of expenses and all that. So yeah, I think I spent a year just weaving. I was still making embroideries and just making it up. <laughs> just making it up as I go. Like never took, never took a class. Maybe maybe a year in I got a round loom. Mm-hmm. So Funim Studio that I got that first little loom from, they they then came out with this little circle, like maybe 12 inches. Yeah. Just notches all around. And so like, but you make your weaving on there and then you take it off. And so then they're just like, floppy right roundies but they were so fun and I mean start weaving circle felt like embroidery and weaving because mm-hmm. it's like the center so tight and detailed and, and you've got like I'm actually using the needle because when I'm weaving big it's just my hands I'm not mm-hmm. using right. tools so it felt like a cool mix between and like no one else was doing round weavings and just like these are cool and put those on there and I think Everything I've done has just been. I'll just try this and see <laughs> and see what happens, and that's what. Maybe I got a couple commission pieces, but I don't. It's been, it was very slow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say only recently has it, like it's just been slow but steady build.
0: Right, 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 right. So, do you feel like there was a point in time, like where you, I don't know what I'm trying to ask, like where it, like just felt right like the kinds where you started adding more volume and using you know more strands per whatever um like I don't know did it did did something inspire you to do it or you just it was just sheer like play
1: I think it all came from play like it was pretty early on that I started just doing random stuff and kind of came up with that technique that's in almost all my pieces mm-hmm. and I was like oh this w- this seems cool like I should have this in every piece just because it's like something I'm not seeing and it would be me in every piece right and started doing that and I think at first I was also trying to be very money conscious mm-hmm. so everything was sparse so like if you go way back like I'm still doing that same technique but it's much thinner mm-hmm and then I think as I was learning about pricing, I'm like, oh, if I use an extra skein of yarn, I'm just going to charge for an extra skein of yarn right, in the piece. So, like, right. I'm allowed to use that and just incorporate that in the right. price. And and I just, I have noticed that I just start getting fuller and fuller. And I just, like, I don't know if my taste has just changed and I just like it that way.
2: Yeah.
1: And. I also at one point had to give myself permission that like I don't have to use that technique in every piece, just because
0: right that was yeah, like, that's my thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That you can that you're allowed to get away from it too. It's yeah. something that you have to figure out because then you Cause start I- like uh, you get um, attached to it in a certain way. Yes. it's kind of like my hair. Like I'm like <laughs> this is so stupid. This is such a stupid example. But like I'm like wait, can I not go? Can I not be? pink because now there's like pictures of me pink anything. everywhere you know?
1: <laughs> I know but it does limit you because then you're like well it's gonna be pink right and, I mean, and that was me like before I decided to go to art school I was like well I chose you know this yeah. life so I'm gonna be in this house and I'll have to figure it out and and it was like no, oh, you you could change your mind like I mean the pieces I'm making right now the puff pieces the puffs, aren't yeah. woven at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're,
1: I still would still call it fiber art, and there's still a lot of work involved. But they're not woven, and they're definitely not woven with that technique that like I always use in everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so fun, so fun. I love those pieces.
1: Yeah, they're just so they're so fun to make, and they're happy, and I mean. I still wanted to like even while I was doing those puffs, I was doing that big moon piece, which
0: is very me, like mm-hmm. very typical me,
2: yeah,
1: and but I like having both,
0: yeah, yeah, so um, how are you feeling creatively right now? like I know you know we are, are all ebbing and flowing, and um yeah, it it all goes up and down, I mean, I think that the you came out with your puff collection, and it was that was like a big departure yeah from the anything any I think anyone's have have has really seen before um so I have to assume that you had the spark and were super excited for a little while
1: <laughs> well I think that came from like I'm always reaching out and asking asking people like what are they looking for what like we all want to know what do people want <laughs> yeah and and a lot of people have been suggesting to me framing pieces like there's, oh, yeah. I think there's some people that get fiber art and they are cool with it being weird and that it hangs from a stick or that it is round or, you know, but then there's all these people that don't even know what fiber art is. Yeah. And maybe it coming in a frame, like could make it more understandable or I don't know. A bunch of people had suggested framing to me and,
2: hmm.
1: and I just kept, I really rejected it because I, in my mind a frame is like with glass on top and for me I like to go super 3d like my stuff is at least two inches deep if not more and so then it's like oh glass like that seems weird and then you lose it and and so I just had frames in my mind like just trying to come up with some what do I do to frame but I didn't know and I was out antique shopping with my mom and my sister-in-law and there's this like set of bowls sitting there and they're beautiful wood i was like those look like frames (laughs) and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna do this but like that could be a it's gonna be
0: something yeah that's so awesome
1: and i think it's just because frames was in my mind that i like i knew when i saw something it would say frame and they looked like frames and my mom and my sister were like you're a crazy person and i'm like they're free. i'm like carrying all these bowls like frames.
0: they're like lauren they're bowls
1: yeah. and, it, and still in my mind i was like i'm gonna make weavings and they're put them in these frames and i tried it that's the first one i tried i made a little weaving and tried to fit it in but it's hard to make the exact size to fit in this like there's already a pre-made frame and then I have to make this thing to fit in and it just wasn't quite right and like I've told this story but I had um last Christmas I was like well I need to make Christmas ornaments because everyone makes all the fiber artists right (laughs) right I know (laughs) and I'm in this retail space where people go and buy Christmas gifts too so I'm like I need to have Christmas ornaments for Tab at Atomic so I made like 20 of them and I was like, listen, I didn't even like doing it. It just felt like, like I had, had to do
0: it. Yeah. So
1: I did. Um, and I brought them there. And, like, I literally sold one. Oh, God. And so I just brought them home and put them on a shelf. And, like, our house is pretty small. So our back room, like, is all my work storage, which is also our bedroom is back there. So there's this shelf with the whole stand of my Christmas ornaments oh. for, like, a year. is just sitting there. So I'm, I can, like, lay in bed and see the like 20 pieces that i wasn't able to sell that i didn't even like you know i don't even
0: remember those what those look did you post them
1: oh, maybe i did in story i yeah. mean obviously i was proud of them
2: right right
1: <laughs> you know so i but they were just back there and so then i had bought these frames and so i'm like laying in bed and i'm like looking at these ornaments and i have these frames that i've got to figure and i'm like that like If I combine this with this frame, like this could be some cool, weird fiber art. And I just like took the ornaments, like as they were, and stuffed them in there. And I'm like, well, this is kind of how it would be, but obviously I need to do some work. Right, right, right. That's how those puffs came about. It was like my whole shelf of failure that stared at me (laughs) for a year and people telling me they wanted frame pieces, but me not wanting traditional yeah yeah and so and they're so fun to make it combines vintage with me and like I live in this world now of vintage like bringing vintage back to life which is super cool and people love them yeah it's much more accessible like my mom was asking why why do I think people like love these pieces so much and I just I think they're so accessible like I make I love to make really big pieces, which are so fun. But not everybody can either have a big piece or even have the space. The for space, it or, Yeah, you know, but it's like this is a very small, but super fun,
2: mm-hmm. weird
1: piece of fiber art, and it's just
2: right.
0: I love. I know they're so versatile too, because you can have it be like an object sitting right. on a table, or you can put them on the wall. It's like they're so fun.
1: Yeah
0: because some people are...
2: What a Eureka moment.
0: I, I love that story. Like, I didn't know that story, actually, that you were, you know, that you combined a, combined the um, ornaments and...
2: Yeah. And yeah. I don't
1: make like ornaments now. Yeah. See, <laughs> like that's... This that's... Year, I was like, I'm good. That's not my thing. Like, and yep. some people, they, they're they great at them and they make beautiful fiber ornaments, but it's not, like, if it's not your thing, you don't need to... Yeah. Spend your time on it. It's so funny
0: because... <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just kind of have to trust your gut because you're sitting here and saying, like, I, I had no – there was no joy in making them. I wasn't proud of them. Like, there's yeah. all that, you know. But then there's – then you have to fight with, like, oh, but I have to be marketable. It's the holidays and all that stuff all mixed in. It's hard. It's hard to find out, like, to figure out um, without having some of those quote-unquote failures because it's not really a failure. It's more like
1: a learning experience, you know. Right. And it was a very small – like trying to make an ornament is a very small undertaking for an experiment. it's like, and it's still worth trying it. And obviously it turned into something else, but it's not. Yeah. And you never know until you try it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some people like make a huge business in their Christmas piece. So, but it's okay for me to learn that like, that's not my thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. And maybe one day it will be, but in a completely different, um, you know, like a, a different, um, format or whatever, you know? Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what frustrates you right now? Oh,
1: finding balance. (laughs) Like you were asking if, uh, if I feel inspired right now or, Mm -hmm. and I feel, I feel very inspired, I was telling Johnny the other day that I feel burnt out, but not I don't feel burnt out on weaving, and I don't feel burnt out on my other job like I still have ideas, I still want to do it, but I'm just exhausted because mm-hmm. I'm doing it all, and there's no there's no break right. which i put I put on myself.
0: What's a typical day for you right now? I know you're you're working at atomic- is it half the week or yeah, so okay. I'm at atomic at least three days a week, okay, and so
1: that's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so, like, the last couple weeks when I was gearing up for the um, puff launch, the other four days are totally doing that. Okay. Other than that, I try to give myself, like, one day off, and then, but other than that, I'm just working.
0: <laughs> Only one, yeah. Um, do you still swim
1: at all? I don't sw- So, that was just, like, three days ago. I was, like, something. I was like, something's wrong with
2: me, yeah.
1: but, like, I don't feel okay, and, again, like, none of it has to do with my art, like, I feel very, if all I had to do was make art, I've got a lot in me right now, like, yeah. I'm ready to do that, but I was like, I just don't feel like myself, and Johnny's like, you either need to find a pool, <laughs> and we need to get you there, or a, a, the closest pool is 45 minutes from us, like, it's just oh, not possible, seriously? yeah, and so, Actually, Megan gave me a hand-me-down treadmill, and we went and picked it up yesterday. And so nice. I like when I was in college, I I ran, and so when I met Johnny, I was a runner, and like I used to make time for that all the time. But we don't live in a great, like we live in the middle of nowhere, but not a great place for me to just like go out the door and go running. Okay. <laughs> so, so we got the treadmill from her and put it down in the basement, and so hopefully that will be my new like. He's like, you just need to make time to do something for you that's fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because
1: I mean, I love like and not to say that my jobs and stuff aren't fun, but
0: no, there's, not, there's it's not something like a personal about care, right? Thing. There's and something about I, exerting, exerting yourself physically, yes, in a in like an exercise capacity. If that's like hiking or running or swimming or whatever, like getting the heart rate up. And the yeah. thing is, is like I used to kind of think this was BS, and you know, in your 20s, it doesn't matter. I'd actually I don't know how old you are. How old are you? I'm 33. Okay. So yeah. So this you're getting it now. I think it's like as you get into your 30s and 40s, it becomes this essential thing. Like I it, I think it only hit me in the last like two years, right? I'm yep. 40. But in the last two years, I'm, I'm realizing more and more that like I I used to be able to give or take exercise or it would only be for vanity. Yeah. You know, just whatever. You want to have a nice body, whatever. Yeah. Um, but now it's so much more about like – mental health and balance and feeling normal. That like yes, now it's if I actually. Miss... Like
1: being nice to yourself. Yes. And it's if not I miss a torture like torture thing, it's like a totally. And like you
0: enjoy You feel good afterward. And for me it's patience. Like if I don't exercise like three days in a row, I have the shortest fuse. And I hate everybody.
1: That's where I'm, like, I'm like... like I came home and I was like I just felt like I was mean. Yeah. <gasps> And you know, I don't think any, I didn't do anything crazy, but I'm just like, I feel I just don't feel right. And it's like, I think I've just got to that point. And I do like, I love to go hike when I can with Mabel and take her out. And but it's also like now the time has changed, but you know, it's been super dark. It's been dark and cold. Yeah, exactly. I need, I just need an option for when. Getting outside isn't an option.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: that's my number one. Out just getting outside, but
2: yeah.
1: yeah. So hopefully more running.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: I, I went swimming. It's just too like I just don't live in the. I can't believe that Mirror's Pool is so far away. That's insane to me. Yeah, we're so we're north of Asheville. Like, like it takes me thirty minutes to drive to okay. the workshop for Atomic, and it's forty-five minutes to the store.
0: Okay. Is there a a gym with a pool or something near Atomic, that you could do it on those days.
1: I think there's a why there, but I also don't know if I want to give more time to those days. You know, because right. I'm already working like an eight-hour day and doing an hour of driving and oh yeah, yeah, to give makes up sense. my home time. But yeah, that's what I mean about trying to find obviously balance. I don't know if that's even a real thing, but finding some kind of doing something that's caring for myself right Right, yeah
0: for sure it's so it's just important now and it's like yeah. not even important i i absolutely believe it's like essential now
1: yes you know and i think even for uh, for all the things for anxiety for your mood mm-hmm. or dealing with your family or even work for, even for
0: creativity like i feel like In those moments where we're not looking at our phones and say taking a walk or a run or whatever is when the ideas come. Yeah, you know, someone actually said. I think I was listening to a podcast and they were like, "Hey, try not taking your phone into the bathroom," (laughs) and I was like, "Oh my god, it's been so long since I've." (laughs) given
2: my brain arrest during that that
0: that time you know even if it's like 10 minutes in the bathroom I was like oh like they're like (laughs) you know ideas will come when you're just sitting there and I was like oh my god it's so true (laughs) that was like when um I remember my like my eureka moment of that I wanted to go to grad school happened in the bathroom and I was
2: like oh yeah (laughs) like
0: I did have ideas back then what so did you go to grad school? I did. I went to NYU for arts administration because I okay. like, wanted to be in the gallery world. And, but I wanted to be in the, that world, but I didn't really know what it was. You know, like, I don't know. It was kind of a – it was a weird, like, I had a revelation that may, almost made no sense because I had only been dabbling in the arts at the time. and then... Well, I
1: guess you could totally do some kind of artist collective. Like, if you've got that gallery –
2: yeah. I mean
1: you've got that connection
0: and you yeah, like Yeah. I'm happy like, no, that. I'm over it. <laughs> no. Well yeah, I'm over it in the sense that it what that what that looks like in New York City. I don't yeah. want that because yeah. I am not that kind of like schmoozer. I just wouldn't be good at it. And and, and right. super rich people make me nervous. And like um No, I'm serious. It's like it it's such a scene. It's such yeah. a scene and I never felt comfortable. I can't even it.
1: imagine. I don't think I would even
0: Yeah. And I wasn't even working in like the gallery world as much as I was in the museum world, so I was- i mean I did both, but like it was all very not me, so I have been thinking a little bit about like what I can do with my particular skill set that's not having to do with the shop you know not having mm-hmm. to do with like selling fiber, but
1: I don't what know. about making your own still making your own stuff
0: um I'm. I still want to i just i don't have the time and i don't have the um i don't have the how do i put it i need to hire someone i don't have okay. i still i talk about this i feel like i've been talking about this for a year that i need to hire someone to just like help me pack orders and that will free me up to then like you know update the website like my website
2: mm-hmm. has there's so, so many much time
0: oh my god there's so many functionality issues where like there's that I know I need to change and I just don't have the time and like I could be working on just making everything better if someone was packing the orders but I just can't let go of the that control I guess Mm -hmm. because like I I make a lot of mistakes so I know somebody else would definitely be making mistakes because I haven't organized my quote-unquote warehouse that's my basement I haven't organized it so like I guess that'd be the point well you could
1: even find someone that helps you
0: I need We're someone I need I need like plan. a stock person who would organize all of it. I know. I there's all this stuff I know that I need to do and I just put like, it out there. It's out there. I know Keep looking. <laughs> whoever's in Northwest New Jersey, if you wanna help me organize my space, I'll pay you.
1: <laughs> I mean, you gotta just you know,
0: Yeah say it. I know. So yeah, I do wish I had more time to make. Um I have I don't know, lately I've been thinking a little bit about like how you know, like how my Instagram right now is I really want the people who – I really want my customers to be able to sell their work. I mean, it's like because none of this works if people are not able to sell their work, you know, unless they're independently wealthy. Um, So, I don't know. I keep thinking like how can I give them more visibility? So, that's what I've been sort of meditating on and I don't know.
1: Well, kind of like what we're doing but maybe on a smaller scale.
0: Yeah, or like an online scale. Because I don't want to – I think brick and mortar is just too intimidating for me. And also, I'm not in the com- kind of community that would – like Asheville is so ripe for that. And yeah. maybe if I were in Brooklyn, it would be great for that. But um, where I live is not. It's yeah, very conservative and not art-minded and yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and even what you're doing matters, even on the Instagram scale. Yeah. Like – well, Instagram it, has
0: been frustrating too, though, because I feel like, uh, you know, I want I want all of my posts to do well, and not so not yeah. because I want more followers, it's because I want them to sell their work. You know, like I want people to see it who aren't who wouldn't see it otherwise. Like, right. Yeah. So that's frustrating because of the whole algorithm thing, which I'm, you know, we could talk about that till we're blue in the face. But it's like there's no there's no way around it right now. So it's just like I post, I continue to do it. I I I post and yeah, I yeah. I think
1: that's all you can do.
0: Yeah. I mean
1: I'll make posts where I'm like this is the one that like people are gonna love and there's nothing and then I like (laughs) I shot some oh the picture that you reposted of the put I literally before I was leaving for work one morning I put them all on the floor on like a piece of styrofoam and shot it with my phone which I never I never post phone pics on my feed like I shoot my I actually shoot my stuff and edit it and everything and I just posted that one and it was like exploded and you're like this picture is amazing and I get to work and Megan's (laughs) like that picture is gonna do so well and I'm and someone wrote and she's like I need you to send me all like send me all your tips on photography I was like I shot my phone (laughs) the floor in my living room this morning before I left for work I was like and sometimes that's the one that's gonna do great yeah and the one that I've spent a whole day making like a whole scene and shooting it and editing and I'm coming up with like the greatest post and no one I know no one cares they don't have time to read it that day or like and all you can do is then just post the next one yeah yeah
0: yeah it's <laughs> it's a bit of a mystery now especially because like um yeah I used to think that like the really beautifully styled photos were the ones that would get the most traction and now I don't know now it's like more about the composition in making it like more whimsical in a weird way like a bunch of if something looks like a bunch of polka dots from far away then like that'll do well you don't know even well, I mean? maybe
1: it's that people are so used to that one thing that there's right. that different one and that they actually look at it then you're
0: right. just rolling
1: right. it's like these all look the same it's like oh well, i haven't uh, seen something like this
0: yeah and also yeah the puffs also just uh visually were completely different than anything i think anyone's really seen so like that that makes sense just on that level. But yeah, I don't even think for I I don't think for Instagram it matters if you're using a phone or a
2: <laughs> Sorry, I <know>. Lauren. <laughs> I know you're kind it of a purist to me. but <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well Cute. that's what some
1: some people will ask me about photography and all that stuff and I'm like well I could I'm like I am shooting with my camera stuff so, but it's am like but I because I love that part. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary. Like I know that people shoot stuff with their phone. And I mean everything in stories, I'm just shooting it like shooting it with my phone, I'm probably in my pajamas, I'm on my front porch, like it's fine. But yeah.
2: it
1: I I do that part because I love it is the photography part. Right. Yeah. But I I don't think it's so easy to just do it with whatever you have. And that's what you you just have to do it with what you have. It's
2: true.
0: It's true. Yeah. I actually I I shoot everything on my phone. My husband makes so much fun of me because he's uh a director of photography. Like a okay. film, so I use his lights. At least I have good lighting, but um, well,
1: that makes all the difference. Like, <laughs> but he just sees me like editing on fine, my phone. Your
0: phone. Works great. Yeah, but it's funny because he's like, What he's like, oh, you're so professional. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, I got to do this quickly, so <laughs> let's working. get to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, what is something? And this can be actually non-fiber art related if you want. I'm just curious about like what is something that you've changed your mind about recently or as you've gotten older and more more experienced in the world? Like something you used to think that you now think differently about? Oh man, a lot, a lot of things. <laughs> um, I,
1: for work, I changed my mind about thinking that I needed to only work for myself and work from home and be like 100% Eddie line. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was me reaching out to Atomic and applying for the job there and doing two or three days a week. It took the pressure off. I mean, I still put pressure on myself as an artist and for my mm-hmm. business. But originally starting out with the Eddie line, my goal was to make enough money to pay for our house each year with the Eddie line. And I'm we don't live in a fancy house. So don't <laughs> don't think too big um but that was my goal mm-hmm. and so and I mean that's a little bit of pressure but then when I got the atomic job it was like two days a week and it's guaranteed like I don't make any money at Eddie line if my pieces don't sell
2: mm-hmm.
1: so like I could work every single day and put pieces up every single day and if they don't sell I don't make anything um but I go to work at atomic and I send in my I worked eight hours and I get paid for eight hours. <laughs> and so it was guaranteed. Like I was basically going to make enough to cover our house for the year with that job. And so it was then like, Oh, then I can just do anything right. with Eddie. And like, and it doesn't, it didn't make me do less. It made me want to do more, but it just took that pressure off. And I think I still think of what I could do if I was working step probably not seven days a week, but seven days a week, On my own business, like I could do more, but I wouldn't give up what I've gotten
2: there. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I need the people. I need not just the Megan and Todd, but like all the artists that I get to be connected with, and small businesses at Atomic, and just realizing that I needed that. And so it's okay. It's okay to say I'm not just going to be a full time artist. Like I'm also going to do some other stuff
2: right Right.
1: that was big I know I think so many people
0: yeah so many of us think that we can just kind of um put our heads down do our work and it's gonna be great but then you see all the stuff like or you feel all of the things that you're lacking then like your community and just interaction with people and and so much that you can share when you're you know when you're actually around people yeah yeah
1: I mean that's made all the different like I would work there for free.
0: Yeah, yeah. That actually, I, that is a huge difference from, from two, like two years ago. Yeah. That's great.
1: And I think it has changed my art. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I get inspired from seeing other artists. I'm actually in this world, like seeing humans come in shopping and seeing like what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And cause I mean, there can be a difference in what in my mind I want to make and what, people in the world
0: actually need right and what do you think th- what's been like the biggest re- revelation in that sense like what do you think the customers want right now or the ones who at least who the ones who are shopping looking for mid- mid-century modern furniture and
1: i still don't know part part of it is part of that is why i started trying to make lamps mm-hmm. so it was like oh people want function yeah and and so I started making the woven land. Like it's very me, but it's totally functional. Even the puffs. It's like, it's something someone can set on their desk as a sculpture, but they can hang it on the wall. I think in learning like price points, like there are people that want that super custom six foot piece. And um, a woman that bought a custom piece for me that was six foot, she just bought a puff. So oh, it's nice. like, Oh, people like they like, both like those are total opposite ends of the spectrum as far as what they look like, like the amount of time that goes into them. I mean, I definitely don't have it figured out what people are looking for, (laughs) but I also think that I've learned people want something that you're excited about. Yeah. Like doing these puffs and stuff. Like I actually love making them. They actually, they feel like me. They feel like if you come to our house, We love to mix vintage with textiles, with handmade and small business. And it's like, that's what those are. And it's all me and like this one little piece that almost anyone can take home. And like I've had people write me and say that, I don't know, I always just tell people to like try the weird thing. Like it seems really weird to put a bunch of fiber in a vintage bowl and (laughs) dirt <laughs> call it art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is weird, but it's like people But love it is them. and it yeah. And but if I didn't love them it would be a crappy job. Yeah. <laughs> Just like make these over and over. It's like try that weird thing. Try that thing that you would want to have in your house or I don't know. But I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> you yeah, did, yeah. No, you did, you did. Definitely. About <laughs> no, changing my mind. But I change my mind all the time. Yeah that's just work related but I've definitely changed my mind in like stuff too yeah
0: do you find that working um on a collection basis um is different or beneficial or I mean obviously I, I feel like at least in the last couple of years most of the work you do releases is...
1: well so I only just started trying I've actually you know obviously there's lots of Artist and like a fiber artist that you've talked to and they do all these collections and I was, I was like that's great but it's not for me like I never wanted to make multiples yeah and I think I actually started out thinking like oh the person wants to buy my piece they wouldn't want they want a one-of-a-kind like no one would want they don't want anyone else to have anything like it and that was kind of my th- like I just was like, well, I made one. Now I have to totally come up with something else. Right. And I really resisted the collection idea. And it was only, I don't know, whenever I made that cloud collection, it wasn't that long ago. Right. In the summer, last summer. And it's like I made one and I knew I wanted to try a couple colors. So I was like, okay, I'll try Like I'll make a little collection and just see what, you know, see what it's about. And I made, I think I made 10 pieces. And so they're all the same piece, but all different colors. And I posted like a lot of the process and just hyped it up. And why am I making the, like the original one I had made, it went to a friend of mine from middle school. And that was the inspiration, like just talk, just talking about it. Yeah. And and it gets people all excited and they're watching me make, you know, a pink one and they're like, Oh, this is my favorite or I made a green one or like it just gets people in the involved in the process a little bit and they feel like they're part of it and so I released those as a collection I think eight of them sold which for me like I have pieces that I've made two years ago that have not sold
0: (laughs) no I know and they they sell within like the first like couple days too which is awesome you're just like oh (laughs)
1: because some people reach out they're like oh you're a, you're doing amazing and I'm like and I mean I'm super thankful but I'm like please know that there are pieces I make that have sat for a year like still are yeah. in my shop and so that I love <laughs> and so it's like sometimes they just speak to people and sometimes they don't but that cloud collection was the first one and then I made the first puff collection I only had seven and I just talked all about them I'm like I just love these and they're like talk about why I love them that it's got the vintage and it's got my fiber art and that like I like to shop small for my fiber and like everything that's important to me is in these and like I released the seven and they all sold yeah that night and that's the first time I ever did like I'm releasing them at this right 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 which is it's so stressful.
0: I know. I was going to oh. say, were you like just so full of anxiety? <laughs> that day? It's not,
1: an, it's not anxiety. Like I'm scared, but it's just like you pick a time and then you have to, and of course I'm like super prepared. So I was done like eight hours before. Oh, right. the the <laughs> and so then I'm like, Oh, now I just have to wait and you don't want to let anyone down. So you like have to do it like at that time, Right. but they all sold in that one night. And I'm like, thinking like okay I loved these obviously other people love these I'm like I'm just gonna go for it and I like found a bunch of bowls and I made I just released this last collection last Monday and there were 21 yeah pieces and 16 of them sold
0: so and I'm like
1: on FaceTime with my parents because it was my birthday (laughs) when I did the release and johnny was out like getting us dinner and i know we were supposed
0: to have our recording that day actually i'm kind of glad now that we didn't because there was probably way too much going on for you at that (laughs) like in that moment that day
1: we would have made it work but it was it probably would have helped fill up some of the time (laughs) or i would have just been like i don't even know what to say to you (laughs) i (laughs) can't think of anything else Um, but i'm like on facetime with my parents and it's just like these just sales are like the one minute yeah one minute, like three of them sold and then another one and then people are like oh I missed the one I oh, want God. It's best just, feeling
0: in the world though to just be like so, oh my gosh <laughs> like yes.
1: it's amazing yeah. and it's so exciting and I mean it's the people like the it's the same as talking about Instagram or Atomic and being with these other artists like yes I need to make sales to like keep my business going as an artist but it's the connection with these people like people are buying this because they felt something yeah. about it or like or they're telling me how this special this certain color is special to them because of you know whatever and and that they're just so excited and oh they missed that one but they're gonna hold out for the next one and people
0: super- um uh requested custom
1: yes <laughs> So I need to, there have been people that requested customs and I always tell people like anytime something sells that someone's like, that's the one I wanted. And I'm like, I can make you any, any piece, like a giant headboard piece. If you want one, I'll make it in what you want, but there's, there's been requests for custom puffs. So I think I need to have, I've never been that maker. That's like, just got a list.
2: Yeah. Never.
1: So, and I don't want. To be too much of that not that i'm not grateful for it but
0: i don't want that to be my whole right no i that was what i was for a while and it it's it's kind of nice like knowing that you have you know what your next project is right but it's also creatively a bit you know a bit draining you know
1: i think it just becomes it becomes it's just a different process. Yeah, even pieces I've remade in the past, it's very different making the second one.
0: Yeah, well, because you take out the the excitement of of it's like, like oh, what figuring am, what something out, or yeah, yeah or that <laughs> new thing that you're looking at that you just made that you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. you take that element out of it, and, and you know, it takes a bit of the the spark and the joy out of it. But you know, yeah, I guess it's like if you can find a balance between doing both, but that re- that would require having like all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah Yeah. but I do think
2: obviously
1: I do see a benefit to doing a collection
0: yeah
1: and I've had a few people recently that I've talked to about because they're like oh maybe I should try one I'm like you should try it yeah I don't want that to be my whole like I still want to make a one-off giant moon piece I'm not going to make 10 of those and put in like set a launch date I want to make that for someone special because she wanted a moon right um but it is nice to have that also, where I kind of get in this production mode, like, yesterday I spent all day just putting the holes in the back and sanding and oiling. Like, they're all prepped. And I got to do it all in one day instead of, nice. like, one at a time.
2: Yeah. You know, there's
1: something to be said. It's like you, if you have a shipping day, you know, and you're just in that mode and you would just package oh, yeah, tons sure. of stuff rather than one at a time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it does make sense. But I, I want both.
0: yeah i know (laughs) definitely um oh my gosh we've been going for like an hour 15 um let's go into just i guess a couple questions just randomly about you what is something really like weird or quirky about you that some that people don't really know
1: i i was listening um back to some of your other podcasts and when you asked lauren williams and she said she's a counter oh yeah and I'm like I'm a counter, <laughs> and I, I think only Johnny note maybe my parents know that about me, but I I like count things on my fingers, and so like I'll be sitting with Johnny and like doing this, and it's like I'll count the letters on a sign, and I have to keep counting them until it like ends. Gets the end, yeah, on yeah, 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 finger and stuff. But I, she just made me feel like <laughs> not that that makes both of us normal. But I'm not alone that there's no. like other people that count stuff I
0: get it I totally get it. I don't count, <laughs> but i ta- I have a tap I have a tap rhythm it goes okay. pinky thumb ring pointer middle, but I do that over and over again that's like, like that's count- the rhythm i don't am count- not counting it though okay. it's just like i do those i do those five <laughs> and then the middle goes twice so it goes but I don't know it does it what?
1: Just if you're bored, I do. Oh, I'm not conscious.
0: It. It's not conscious at all. My husband will always be like, "We'll be watching TV," and he's like, "Okay, fingers." Like <laughs> that's because I
1: like I'm counting something, but I'm counting it like tapping it with my fingers. Right, and, like your and, brain and I is think following. About it. He's like, "What are you counting right now?" <laughs>
0: oh, that's so funny. I know. see. I feel like that's probably um, you know that's an anxiety thing for sure it's partial yeah it's
1: like gotta fill up some kind of space yeah
0: a little bit of ocd there (laughs) (laughs) are you um are you like a messy or neat living person
1: uh, i say fairly neat okay i work in our house so as i'm like staring at all my stuff in the corner of our living room but it's all like Put away mm-hmm. someday studio yes i would really love to build like a little studio just outside our house
0: oh yeah totally.
2: just because
1: stuff do you it's have a
2: everywhere.
0: do you have a room in your house that can be transformed into that right now or it has to be so, like a separate build
1: yeah so our house is only two rooms so it's like the room i'm sitting in is our living room and kitchen oh okay and We have one bathroom and then the back room is like our bedroom laundry and all the storage so like all my work stuff is usually back there it's just out here because I've been doing all that um production stuff but it's hard like I have to put it away yeah. because I can't sit it's hard to be sitting here like watching a show at night looking up
0: you know what I'm not done with right right work. well and then and, your, so- and then your photography setup is outside how are how do you do that in the winter and like with weather is there a is it co- so, I guess it's all covered.
1: Yeah, so we have a really big cover. Our house used to be a rafting outpost. Okay. So it has a really big covered porch outside for like, I guess if people were, you know, hanging out while they were checking in, there's a lot of space. I mean, probably as big as my living room is covered outside. Oh, okay. So yeah, I just bring my wall, just wheel yeah. it out there. <laughs>
0: oh, God, that sounds like so much work. If I had to set up and break down each time I had to take a picture, I'd, I'd never get it done.
1: It, That's... That is the other thing about the collection, doing the collection. It's like I made one setup and shot 21 pieces on it. Yeah. Whereas any other time, I'll make one piece and make a whole setup and do a whole shoot just for that.
0: Right,
2: right. So,
1: I mean, it, it feels like a lot, time. but I did 21 pieces worth of kind of the same amount of shoot and edit and all that stuff right but yeah i do shoot everything outside um if we build a studio outside we might just make like one of the walls on the outside of it be the photo wall yeah so i i mean i because i just love to shoot outside but at least then the wall would be permanent i don't have to like wheel it right (laughs) no i know that's like it just sounds like too much
0: work
2: (laughs) it's a
1: lot of work i think it's just one of those things that like i care about it if your stuff is small like i have a little tiny white brick piece that Mm -hmm. i didn't fit on my big photo wall so if i shoot something small i just like carry that little thing out there and shoot it on there yeah but i make a lot of big stuff
0: (laughs) um well so it's been a week since you released your collection which is almost sold out do you have do you already know what you're doing next are you sort of thinking about what's next in terms of what you're gonna make so
1: I'm gonna do. I mean, I plan to make many more. I'm gonna do. I need to go through the list of people that requested a custom puff. Um, I want to make a collection that's just for atomic,
0: because that's. I that's feel like hard. people would pick those up like really quickly too. Like it know. can because they're they're <laughs> small enough and affordable enough that it can be an impulse buy actually. Like when they're over there buying. That's the other thing we're
1: asking like, about: seeing what people want, like when they come to the store and it is like people want gifty
0: yeah
1: I mean or they're buying furniture right but art is different like I think for the most part you have to know that you're like looking for art you have to have a space for it Yeah, you have to have a budget for it you know even furniture people can be like oh I know what to do with a chair or even a sofa or but and then they're like oh I can buy this candle I might have 20 candles at home but yeah. this I love this candle but I have to find a way that to make people see like what they can do with fiber art
0: right right
1: but yeah many more puffs make collection just for atomic um that and then I wouldn't have to ship any of them right <laughs> and and then do another more like online awesome. collections of them and yeah and then, I mean, there's talking to someone else about a big custom piece, kind of like the moon, but based off of their farm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm always
1: open, like, send me messages if people want custom.
0: Yes, definitely. And it doesn't have
1: to be huge.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, I will say, I've worked with you. I commissioned you for my awesome round, my big giant one that's on my fireplace mantle. And I could not be happier about it. And I get so many comments when people come. And um, yep. like see the house for the first time. And they're just like that. They they always ask me if I made it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I'm so proud to say I'm like, nope, I commissioned it by this artist, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. But it's all I your fiber. It. it is. It like, is. Like that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, not all, but it's mixed in there. Yeah. 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 Well, what's next Mine. on your list? Mine? Oh, God. I don't know. I need to figure out. Finding oh. someone? Mm, yeah. <laughs> that that, should, that you know what that should be next on my list but it's probably changing my website template because okay. people cannot find the select options button and they're like how do i buy things I'm like oh my god my website is so bad it's hard it's yeah i'm like i i don't know and i just you know when i was picking the template i just did not think it through in terms of like what that my collections would be uh so many different colors of one item and just being able yeah. to show all that right up front. I think it's just really not user friendly right now, so I have to update.
1: Are that. you on Shopify? Mhm. Okay.
0: I am. So I kind of want to do one where they ha- have the color swatches that you can see immediately, but then those aren't they're not that accurate. Mhm. Because it's not like a picture of of the fiber, it's like a it's an HTML color. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> very It's just like annoying. a
1: a square of the color.
0: Yeah. Like you know, because like it'll show up on the website as little circles where you pick your color, but that color is not based on your photo. It's based on you have to match it to an HTML color. I know, and and there's just not enough variety because like the color is so nuanced and like yeah yeah
1: it's and and it's about texture for you and yes. Yeah. And even, like, width and...
0: Yes. And there's a way to do it. Like, there's a way that you can change the code so that you're there that you're using thumbnails. But I don't know how to do that. And I don't want to yeah. fuck with my code because <laughs> I'll totally screw the whole website up.
1: Yeah, that's not my... So. I have the basic, like, switch to Shopify. I just, like, transferred it. And, I mean, I'd love to make it more custom, but it's super basic right now. Yeah. And I don't know anything about code.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like all that. when when you're just showcasing art and doing like a one, you know, one like each yeah, listing is e- one I don't item. Need the it's same like stuff
1: you do exactly. I yeah. feel like
0: you can do that pretty pretty simply. Mine's just it's gotten way more complex than I ever thought. I never thought I would be offering this many fibers, um, right? Well, and it's just hard to buy. Like it's hard, hard to, to, buy to buy fiber buy online. Fiber online. Yeah, it is. It is. I know. So yeah, figuring all that out is what's next for me, I guess. And Hopefully when continuing. I think, I think you can
1: you can put it out there also like looking for someone and that doesn't mean you have to say yes to someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like you could put it out there and they might all respond and be crazies
0: yeah. or you might find
1: like the one and you're like, <laughs> this you is mean? exactly who I was looking for. That's true.
0: <laughs> it's hard because it's in the house and the house is a mess and then whatever. But I guess that person could just help me organize all of it. So,
1: But the right person, yeah. they wouldn't – they'd be – that would be like their jam. Yeah. You'd find the person that loves organizing. Right. And they, this
0: would be like their dream. That's true. I need to find my polar opposite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just seeking polar opposite. Yeah. Someone who loves organization <laughs> and yep. yeah,
0: thrives on color coding things. Well, I hope you find
1: them so that you can do your... Find your joyful moments. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all work. You can be making art while I'm running.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll get there. Finding your balance. (laughs) I think it's a forever search. Endeavor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to to say that I've done – a lot in the last year in terms of making sure that I have at least two days a week where I'm, like, active, even if it's, like, an hour a day or whatever. I just – I can't d- go without it or I'm an insane person. Like, and I don't Lucky even issues. mean that – I'm not even yeah. exaggerating. I become, like, super mean and my poor kids. Like, I just, you know, I have, I'll have have no patience and it's, like, that's not their fault that I didn't get to go to yoga, you know? Yeah. So.
1: I thought, luckily, Mabel makes me go out. Yeah. So. of the benefit but I still want to do like I need more than a dog walk (laughs) where you're like really
0: getting your heart rate up and like getting some of that stuff out yeah yeah for sure
2: all
0: right girl it's been an hour and a half and I need to go pick up my kids but I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast I'm so happy that we got a chance to finally talk um before we go can you let people know where to find you yes so on instagram
1: I'm the eddie line co eddy and the same eddie the eddie dot com is my website
2: awesome
1: lauren mooney everyone (laughs) yes lauren (laughs) yes thank you so much not the eddie line (laughs) thank you cindy and thank you for always being supportive and i mean i know you have dreams for bigger and better or different but it does whether a post that you repost from an artist does like well or not as well as we hope, like as someone who's started from nothing, any time you have like reached out or posted that alone is encouraging. Yeah. So anything Thank else you. that comes from that is bonus, but it does matter that you're even acknowledging yeah. people oh, art have... that they're
0: trying to make. So
2: I'm I thankful. <laughs>
0: It's but it's like such a weird it's a weird thing to hear. Like yes, I think I guess that's cool. Like you know, but I just love <laughs> well, I love people
1: from my perspective. Yeah. It, it mattered that you like even made an effort to share my stuff or reach out about yeah. it or so. I'm so glad. I think people just want to be seen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's such a good
0: point. That's a really good point.
1: <laughs> and not like I need to be seen by millions, but just right. like person saying oh. I see, you awesome I see what you you're doing and
0: it's good. Like You're right. It matters. You're right. That's such a good perspective. Because mine is always like, how can I help people sell their stuff? Like real like yeah. that's my like the primary, you know? And then I but you're right. I never thought actually, about it that it wouldn't like, matter that I would see their that's stuff. That's
1: such a bonus. Yeah. But it's not the only it's not the only thing that
0: people need. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know that actually. That's like that's yeah. huge to even realize. Yeah. when you're doing it for like everyone Mm. (laughs) (laughs) well thank you
2: thank you lauren
0: (laughs) so nice i know (laughs) all right well i will talk to you soon i'm sure um yeah have a good day i'll talk to you soon okay you too bye check the show notes of each episode to get the website and instagram for each of the fiber artists i speak with be sure to give them a follow and you can view video from this podcast on com slash the fiber artist podcast If you enjoy the Fiber Artist Podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.